You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We roll along with NFL free agency. We're tracking where the top 50 players are signing, the position-by-position signings there, as well as a live analysis on the biggest moves and immediate grades. So check all that out here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We go into our third day of fantasy football analysis takeaways from free agency. Not too much happening yet. Still waiting on a couple big wide receivers and uh, three uh, key running backs here. So still uh, skill positions, uh, still a lot to be determined here, but we did get some big news there that we'll uh, talk about that definitely uh, changes the prospects of one team and their Offensive production here for 2021. We'll also uh, catch you up on the defensive moves here and look at anything else that uh, happened here from uh, Wednesday going into Thursday there that uh, you need to know for uh, fantasy football purposes and uh, what that effect has on the teams they joined and the teams they left as well. Before we dive into the next wave of analysis, I can tell you, this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so here we go and looking at uh, what uh, the biggest move so far at wide receiver. We still, by the way, have Kenny Galladay on the board of the Lions uh, star there. The Dolphins have been the biggest outside interest. Lions may try to keep him here now that Marvin Jones has gone to the Jaguars. The latest on Juju Smith-Schuster, the Steelers might keep him, but the Jets would be the biggest outside interest. And you have Will Fuller, very quiet market on him so far. A lot of the injury durability issues as well as the suspension from last year. And knowing that he's more of a big play threat. So I think we really need Galladay and Smith-Schuster to uh, find homes here before we see what happens to Fuller. But yeah, it's been crickets on those three guys for the most part. One guy that it's not been crickets for is Curtis Samuel. What a big deal. He gets three years, nearly uh, $12 million a season here for Curtis Samuel. So he moves from Carolina to Washington, the football team. Ron Rivera reunites uh, Samuel with uh, Scott Turner. He reunites him with one Terry McLaurin. They were recruited together at Ohio State, played together at Ohio State. Now they're on the same offense. So that's exciting. Curtis Samuel playing off Terry McLaurin is great. It helps McLaurin as well, having a legitimate number two receiver now. Logan Thomas, it's going to help with having two field stretchers that have a lot of speed. And you have a competent quarterback who gets the ball in the hands of the playmakers and Ryan Fitzpatrick now coming over in the one-year $10 million deal. So Washington, we'll see what else they do at quarterback. Do they uh, look at someone in the draft? Does Kyle Allen or Tyler or Taylor Heineke get a chance to compete here? But we look at it, Fitzpatrick would go in as a starter, and you would figure if they draft that QB, he would sit for a year, maybe transition to a starting spot. But Samuel's in a great position to succeed. McLaurin can take the top off of defense. Samuel 
can be versatile. He can be the underneath pass catcher. Uses quickness in the open field. So good one-two punch here at receiver for uh, Fitzpatrick. And we know he's been a valuable streamer at quarterback when he's got some pretty good weapons. And this is certainly the case here for the bearded one going to Washington. So love this move. They needed that type of receiver badly for this offense. Invest pretty well, but not too much in getting Curtis Samuel. So that hurts the Panthers, of course, as they try to change and figure out quarterback, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or some other outside option. They would uh, still be looking at one at number eight overall, but Samuel, big year there. He was right there and scoring right behind DJ Moore and uh, right around where Robbie Anderson was. So it's a big blow. We knew they weren't going to be able to keep him with that price tag. He gets paid like a pretty upside number two here. So Curtis Samuel, again, I like his uh, potential in this offense. He was a wide receiver three in Carolina. I think he can bump up to wide receiver two with some of the volume he's going to get in Washington. Terry McLaurin, I certainly feel better about him as a wide receiver one now that he has uh, someone to deflect the coverage attention from him on top of uh, Logan Thomas here. So good little passing game being put together. Don't forget about Antonio Gibson out of the backfield as well. So, again, a lot of similarities. They like Gibson in that McCaffrey role, Logan Thomas in the old Greg Olson role. You got uh, McLaurin as your A guy on the outside. So McLaurin and Samuel are better than uh, what we had at one point, Philly Brown and Ted Ginn and some of those type of players in the Panthers' offense. So good transition here to Washington. Again, Samuel immediately on the wide receiver two radar because of uh, being a clear-cut number two, no real number three there. Thomas is the guy at tight end. So very good situation for Samuel to land here. And having a quarterback, again, who not always QB1, but he facilitates uh, getting the ball into a playmaker's hands, uh, Fitzpatrick does. Now, the other move at wide receiver that did happen, uh, T.Y. Hilton is still waiting for a call from the Colts, and we're not sure if he's going to return there. But A.J. Green has a new home. Yes, it's going to be hard to see him in a different team here, but he joins DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald, we're not sure. He's unsigned. He could come back here. Christian Kirk. So it's not the greatest landing spot for Green here in Arizona. I like the quarterback situation with Kyler Murray, but a lot of mouths to feed. It is a run-oriented, run-first type offense. So spreading around, it's certainly going to help Hopkins' value. It probably hurts Kirk's a little bit here, but Green did look slow down and kind of washed. He is going to be 33 here. So it's a tough uh, thing to expect him to do much. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was one year, $8 million here. So... A.J. Green, however, I think he's going to help this uh, Cardinals offense get better. Kyler Murray gets a bump. I think he'll have a bigger impact in reality than he does fantasy. He's a veteran that you have to take account for. Not coming off the greatest season with the Bengals. Uh, just disappeared with his injury. So, again, Green's a hard guy to trust to stay healthy. But this is a team that used to, likes to use a lot of four receiver sets. And they're tired of maybe trying to fit in some of those youngsters in those situations. So probably an indication that Larry Fitzgerald might be hanging it up here for the Cardinals officially. So you look at it right now, they'd stretch the field with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Green. And you have, oh, don't forget about Andy Isabella. This might hurt uh, youngsters there like Keyshawn Johnson trying to get shots in this offense. But they need a little bit more experience to pair with Hopkins and Kirk, and they get it out here in Green. So again, Good bump for everything around Green. Not much of an appeal for Green in itself uh, there as more than a wide receiver five flyer here in 2021. So there you have a look at the, 
Bengals' moves here. Those are the two wide receiver moves that we've added to the list. We still need to look at uh, what's coming up here. Uh, tight end and uh, running back moves and some offensive line things that happen that you also need to be aware of. So we'll get into that in our next segment. Then we'll close with a rapid-fire look at uh, what teams did the most here defensively. But I do have to tell you more about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it is now possible to stock all the parts you need in a Traditional chain storefront, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. Chain stores that have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody who does not require membership or account. Login. You'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. RockAuto.com. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We've also been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Well, I'm pleased to tell you Built Bar Madness is still going on as we try to find out which Built Bar is the best. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, awesome tasting protein bar with 100% Chocolate on all bars. Today's matchup comes in for Built Bar Madness. It is salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. Good uh, contrasting styles here. Classic. More of a new flavor there. Cookie dough reimagined here in a Built Bar. It's pretty close. Uh, I do love cookie dough ice cream. I like salted caramel brownies. I'm going with the cookie dough. I love it. Cookie dough chunk. Good flavor. Good uh, tasting uh, protein bar but they're all great at built bar that you're going to get tough call you can go vote on this uh, just go to builtbar.com or look at built bar on twitter and remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and make sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become ultimately the best tasting protein bar in built bar madness all right, let us uh, continue here looking at some other moves that have happened. Uh, running back, uh, the Denver Broncos are in a bit transition here. We know Melvin Gordon is their feature guy. Philip Lindsay was a bit unhappy with that acquisition. They were trying to work it out so he can come back as a restricted free agent. He does not, and he's not even tendered, so he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Philip Lindsay, very productive his first two years, over 1,000 yards, but... They wanted to go in a different direction with Gordon. He was unhappy about it, didn't get the touches. He was more complimentary, really more of a little-used backup back. So they move on with Mike Boone, whom the Vikings released there. So Mike Boone gets out of the mix with uh, Royce Freeman and Melvin Gordon here as the new look of the Broncos' backfield. So very intriguing changes there in Denver, but this is good for Melvin Gordon's role to be pretty secure going forward. Now, the Colts, uh, we weren't sure if they were going to bring back Marlon Mack. We know they already have Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines to uh, complement rookie turning into second-year stud Jonathan Taylor. 
They bring back Marlon Mack. He's pretty cheap. He's coming off an injury. They got some depth. If he doesn't pan out, they can always cut him pretty easily here. And uh, I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't think Marlon Mack is going to see a regular role in this offense. Simply not. Jonathan Taylor was outstanding as the workhorse. Naeem Hines very good at the pass catcher. Wilkins maybe the swing guy. So that eventually I think they'll have to come back to that decision. Wilkins versus Mack here. Who they carry as the third back for the uh, Colts. But yeah. This is good. It means Taylor's secure. It's not the opposite where they brought back Macko. Now, what we do? Do they want to hedge their bets with Taylor? No. Taylor's special all around. But they wanted a veteran that knows the system well and runs. And he's obviously we're not going to be getting a lot of offers coming off another injury. But, yeah, so Mac is a decent back, good backup here. And I would say on the early downs, he's the best uh, handcuff you would uh, potentially look at for Taylor in 2021. Now, the... Tight end moves here came. The two deals here for one year, $6 million. Number one is Gerald Everett. He goes from the Rams in the NFC West to the Seahawks. So he leaves Tyler Higby. That helps Higby's value here, you figure, with Matthew Stafford. So, and they haven't really done too much at uh, wide receiver to upgrade here. So they do have uh, some options, but again, uh, Higby could have a bigger role here now that he's not sharing the spotlight if they go more through. 11 personnel, use less uh, two tight end sets. This is good news for Higby. They do have some depth at tight end, but Higby gets a bump there. We'll see what the Seahawks do with Gerald Everett. They've been up and down with their tight end situation. They had Greg Olson last year, so Everett essentially replaces Greg Olson there at that position. He's a pretty good blocker, but we know he can be an athletic and productive receiver at times. Will they use him a little bit more? We'll have to see. I mean, they want to change up their offense here. I mean, they fired Brian Schottenheimer. They want to go in a different direction for Russell Wilson. I think they could use the tight end and add another element here. And Everett certainly is the athlete and a pretty good pass catcher to make that happen and a good uh, flyer pick that we're going to watch there at tight end. Now, let's look at uh, Jared Cook. The Saints released him. The Saints will move on with Adam Troutman. So, Adam Troutman already standing out as a Big-time sleeper after the team move Emmanuel Sanders. So you have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Do you like Traquan Smith, or is it Adam Troutman, the second-year player from Dayton, getting a chance here? So, again, tight end figures to be a key security blanket here for either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Now you have uh, Cook going to the Chargers, and this is a pretty good move by the Chargers because they lost Hunter Henry. We know that to the Patriots in free agency, so... Again, is it a drop-off? Yeah, it is. A Cook is a journeyman, but he seems to have a production spike in his first year with teams. He just bounces around. I mean, we've seen him with the Rams. We've seen him with the Titans. We've seen him with the Raiders. We've seen him with the Saints. It didn't uh, quite work out with the Packers, but there's always potential with Jared Cook because he's a very good athlete. He's a reliable pass catcher when you go in his direction. So, again, I don't expect big things, but there's a void of Hunter Henry, and... Henry was in the tight end one conversation, even though he didn't have spectacular numbers. So something to watch. I really think uh, you can see Cook. Uh, he just seems to be a guy that you can put in any system, good receiver, and you just use him for as long as you need him. And so Justin Herbert, we'll see. He was very uh, wide receiver focused last year, but Henry still got his and produced pretty well. So we'll watch that uh, Cook situation carefully. On the offensive line, uh, we had a Interesting move. Kyle Long went to the Chiefs. So Kyle Long joins Joe Thune suiting up for the Chiefs among their uh, new offensive linemen. I think there'll be another one in the draft here. But 
yeah, so maybe a right tackle in Thune, maybe left guard in Long. You have Laurent Duvinet Tardif returning, so something we're going to watch. Yet a couple other offensive line moves. The Raiders are reshuffling their front. They kept Richie Incognito, which was interesting after they released him. They were supposed to release Gabe Jackson and their center, Rodney Hudson, but instead, Rodney Hudson traded to the Cardinals. So, overhaul there. They get their interior guy, the Cardinals do, to uh, help their offensive line. They were in need of that interior help. So, Hudson goes there, and Gabe Jackson ends up also in the NFC West with the Seahawks. So Seahawks get a little bit of offensive line help in the interior for Russell Wilson and the running game. So, yeah, the Raiders are kind of blowing things up there, and we look at So we like it. A uh, slight bump up for the Seahawks up front. Chiefs look like they're well on their way to uh, rebuilding their line nicely for Patrick Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, minus uh, Eric Fisher and Jeff Schwartz here. They do have the 31 overall picks. I think they could take a tackle or a guard there, wherever they need the whole field here in um, NFL uh, offseason 2021. All right, so there you have a look here at uh, the real latest moves here in terms of skill positions and a few offensive linemen. In our final segment, we will uh, shoot down with all the defensive moves of note that you need to uh, know that will have an impact on these teams and we had uh, some moves to add to some teams hall there on wednesday but first i'm going to tell you betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new lockdown bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling it is march madness so get your daily picks blowout specials wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the lockdown bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts Speaking of betonline.ag, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but NBA, the NHL, and of course college basketball of March Madness are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time update odds and props on almost anything you imagine. BetOnline is to cover for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets for college basketball and beyond, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website now. BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. That's the promo code Locked On to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to uh, look through the big defensive moves here in NFL Free Agency 2021. All right, it's time to close this. Uh, Second to last edition of the week of Locked On Fantasy Football. Talking more fantasy football takeaways from NFL free agency. Before we do that, i got to remind you, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Johnny Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at uh, some of the defensive moves here to uh, see where teams are going. The Vikings did pretty well here. Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle. They acquired him from the Giants and signed him. They also added uh, Patrick Peterson, the veteran corner. So a little bit more experience on the back end, a little more beef on the front end here for the Vikings. Good defensive rebuild, good defensive system. So two good pieces there for uh, some weaknesses to uh, help Minnesota try to get back to the defense that were known for them playing with Mike Zimmer. The Patriots had their big splash with Matthew Judon, but they also added Kyle Van Noy. So brought back Van Noy. They 
cleared Bo Allen. Patrick Chung is retiring. Jalen Mills is in the mix now from the Eagles, so he should see a bigger role as a safety there with uh, who they have back there. So it's shuffling all around for the Patriots. But, yeah, defensively, we know they got a lot of pieces. People from last year's draft as well, Chase Winovich. They've liked him for a while. They have uh, Kyle Duggar. They got Josh Uche. So a lot of playmakers on that Patriots D to think that they still will be in the conversation for fantasy football uh, team. We're going to watch here in 2021. Defense special teams, I think they easily fall into the top 12 with a lot of playmakers helped by Judon, who's in turn going to help Winovich and some of their other guys get to the quarterback, rack up some sacks that way, and also force some turnovers. The Raiders have been a little bit busy here of late. They've reshoveled their offensive line. At the same time, they've really upgraded their defensive line. Added some nice depth here. Yannick Ngakwe from the Ravens and Vikings of late. And we know he was with the Jaguars. And they added Quinton Jefferson of the Seahawks. So when you tap into those two guys, you're looking at that Seahawks-type defense. The Raiders changed their defensive uh, coordinator here in the offseason, so they want to get a little bit more punch up front, and they do already have two key pieces there, Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, but add a little bit more to that edge pass rush. I think they can get a little bit better. They also brought back Nicholas Morrow, the linebacker, to put and keep with your combination there, Nick Kurtkowski and Corey Littleton, so Raiders trying to make it better defensively. I think they'll need to make several more moves to feel really comfortable there. The Titans... They uh, acquired Bud Dupree. They signed him. They also had Danico Autry, the former Colts uh, defensive lineman. So a little bit more punch up front for the Titans. They also add uh, Janoris Jenkins, the former uh, Saints corner who got released. He's in the back end, but they also said goodbye to Malcolm Butler and Adore Jackson. So I'm going to pump the brakes for the Titans. Keep in mind, J.D. and Clowney's a free agent as well. So they're basically replacing what they've lost here with... Uh, Maybe slightly better player, maybe not here. So, yeah, Titans, uh, limited uh, defensive improvement there. The Bengals have gotten quite better here. They added uh, Mike Hilton in the back, so they've got a slot corner here, trying him over Mackenzie Alexander, one and done as a free agent. So they have some hopes for him. Uh, You also have uh, Ronald Darby there in the mix. So you have some uh, good pickups here for Cincinnati. And Trey Hendrickson up front. They're going to lose Carl Lawson. They got outbid for him, so Trey Hendrickson's a good rebound for the Bengals, a defense that uh, could be on the rise here that we're going to watch. Speaking of uh, the Bengals, William Jackson goes to Washington. I really like that move, a corner that can uh, make a lot of plays, very solid in coverage, upgrade for them over Darby here for WFT. You have uh, Manny, or not Manny Lawson, Carl Lawson. Manny Lawson was a player at one point for the 49ers, but yeah, 49ers, uh, former Defensive coordinator there, Robert Sala taking over. So you have Carl Lawson there giving you a little bit of pass rush and run blocking sense or run playing sensibilities for the Jets there. So good pickup for the Jets to improve their defense. That rebuild is on its way here in uh, 2021. And finally, we had a little bit of a change with the uh, defense of uh, – Really, I look at uh, Miami making a lot of different moves. The Texans adding a lot of people here. I think the Dolphins are a little bit better. I think the Patriots, I think, are the much improved defense from all of this. But, yeah, so those are just some of the improved defenses and some of the moves that we want to track there on that key side of the ball. 
And finally, uh, Matt Prater, in the kicker news, he's uh, moving on from the Lions to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals had Zane Gonzalez. They moved on from him. So a quick uh, change there to Matt Prater at kicker. All right, that catches you up on the key defensive moves here in NFL free agency, and uh, as well as the latest uh, offensive moves. So we're still waiting on those big pieces offensively. Galladay, Smith-Schuster, Fuller at running back. The big three there are Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, and Kenny Drake. So we'll be all over it when they sign and they give you that instant analysis uh, here as we've been doing over the first uh, three days here. Uh, if we don't have too much, then we'll uh, finish our look at the AFC West there, Los Angeles Chargers. That's our last team in our 2020 season review, 2021 offseason and preview. So we do want to check in on Justin Harbert and uh, that team. They were somewhat busy in free agency upgrading their offensive line. So we would focus on that. So that would be our next team. Then we have to close looking at the NFC West. So we'll probably get into that team, if not tomorrow, then early next week. And then we'll uh, definitely wrap up with uh, some looks at the NFC West teams next week. So action-packed free agency. We're taking a little bit of a break to break that down for you as it happens. Hopefully we'll get some news on those uh, bigger name and uh, top of the line wide receivers and running backs so we can really uh, give you some deep analysis there here heading in to 2021. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Vinny Iyer for Locked on Fantasy Football. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.